Hi, and welcome to Wisdom's Echo, a daily podcast. I am Teresa Bowen, and I will be your host for the next 15 minutes. So I want to read out of Hebrews chapter 6, the Passion Translation. Verse 1 says, Now is the time for us to progress beyond the basic message of Christ and advance into perfection. Let's just keep it simple and keep it right here. Advance beyond the message of Christ? Like, think of that, uh, about that. How does that make you feel right there? For some, I'm thinking they're like panicking at the moment, going, advance to what? Right? Um, and for some, they do tend to just jump off the ledge and land somewhere outside of the good news of the gospel, right? But this is of the word of the beginning of Christ. Even Paul said, forgetting those things which are behind, I press on to the, to the high calling, right? To the, to the mark of the high calling, to Christ, him crucified, to the resurrection of Christ. So I think what this is asking us to do is to move um, and progress beyond the basic message, beyond just. And it's not a just because I don't want to make anything that Christ did for us seem small or insignificant because it's the greatest message on planet earth. It's the greatest message for the entire cosmos. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whomsoever should believe in him would have life. But this is moving on the beginning of Christ. And in Corinthians, it tells us that the first Adam right, was a life, um, I have to find that scripture, the, a life being, and the, the last Adam, Yeshua, was a life-giving spirit, so he wasn't just housing life as the first Adam, the last Adam, Yeshua, the Christ, is the last Adam, not just Jesus, but Christ, who he ultimately is and the new species of creation that he has brought about on this planet you and i christ in us the hope of glory the last adam the first christ the firstborn of many brethren so the beginning what is the beginning just the beginning to me is acknowledging Yeshua, Jesus, as Lord and Savior, yes, the Son of the living God. And that he is the resurrected, firstborn of many brethren, that he is our great high priest, gone beyond the veil, in the order of Melchizedek, our high priest. So if we go beyond the beginnings of Christ, we understand that we are a Christ, or of the Christ, if that helps you feel better. And that there are many Christs. 
Oh, please don't turn it off now. Don't shirk off the responsibility of who we've called to be. He said, in fact, himself, many more works shall you do because I go to the Father. So who's going to do those works? Not us in our flesh, certainly not. Because many, 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 many for hundreds and hundreds and thousands of years have tried to do all these works in the flesh. So there is a key here of the Christed ones, the Christ, the new species. But we tend to continually just go around the mountain of looking at our flesh, dealing with our flesh, trying to clean our flesh, trying to chastise our flesh, trying to subdue our flesh, when in fact, I dare say, that once we transition to this Christed one, there won't be even a thought of our flesh, nor will anything that is teaching us to beat the flesh, clean the flesh, watch the flesh, all that religious activity will no longer be necessary. Have people achieved this on this planet? I believe so. Can I name them? Not really. I've seen none with my eyes, but I've heard stories of days gone by, right? Of the disciples, right? John. The beloved one. Let's just stick it right there. Um, we have accounts of Smith Wigglesworth and the many miracles he did. John G. Lake. Um, different ones. You can, get, can go throughout history that did great, great exploits. If we look at Daniel, yes, he had the, the dream and he interpreted the dream. But his great exploits and him manifesting as a Christed one was working in that Babylonian office, if you will, to help deliver his people out of bondage. He stayed captive in Babylon while two waves of captives were released. Moses, he did mighty works as a Christed one. And these that our last two I mentioned were even before Yeshua was manifest on the earth. Now we know he was crucified before the foundation of the world. So therefore, there was access, just like David, King David had access to that Christed anointing. How much more us in this day? How much more? And what does it take? Does it take more religious activity? more beating our flesh, more condemning ourselves or one another to try to reach this Christ status? I say no, um, not at all. I think we've missed so much out of religious activity. Let's continue reading right now in Hebrews chapter 6. So it says, now is the time for us to progress beyond the basic message of Christ and advance into perfection advance into perfection the father said 
He is perfect. And we are perfect because he is perfect. When we understand who we are and we enter that rest of perfection. Whew, wow. The foundation has already been laid for us to build upon. Turning away from our dead works. <clears throat> what would that look like, our dead works? Useless deeds. Dead works are the attempts of people to please God through religion, keeping religious laws and traditions, and serving others to gain influence with God. Whoa, there was one work that brings life to all, and that was the work of Christ on the cross. Wow, when we learn to bring it down to the foundation of Yeshua the Christ. Mm. So turning away from dead works to embrace faith in God. Hmm. Teaching about different baptism, impartation by the laying on of hands, resurrection of the dead, and eternal judgment. So with God's enableness, we will move on to deeper truths. So it's saying that these are basic um, foundational things that we must move past. We've got to move past teaching of baptism. We've got to move past the laying on of hands. We've got to move past the resurrection of the dead and eternal judgment. And it says in this translation, with God's enablement, we will move on to deeper truth. Some translations say, and if God permits, this we will do if God permits. So it is impossible to restore an apostate. For once a person has come into God's light and tasted the gifts of the heavenly realm and has received the Holy Spirit and feasted on the good word of God and has entered into the power of the age that is breaking in, if he abandons his faith, there is no use even trying to lead him to repentance for their sin of apostasy. They re-crucify the Son of God and have publicly repudiated him. What is this apostasy Whoa. of no longer believing in God the Father, no longer having faith that God is for us, so who can be against us? No longer believing that Yeshua, the Son of the living God, came, laid down his life for us, that we could made, be made whole and walk as perfect ones, in Christ. For men's hearts are just like the soil that drinks up the showers which often fall upon it. Some soil will yield crops as God's blessing upon the field, but the field continues to produce only thorns and thistles. A curse hangs over it and it will be burned. So if our heart is like a field and as it's watered by the blessing of God and produces good fruit, it's blessed. If our heart continues to yield just, it says thorns and thistles, but we know that to be disbelief, unbelief, anger, violence, all of that, then a curse hangs over it and it will be burned. So you burn that heart, ah, that field, that heart that represents that field. So maybe that's why we continually cry out 
for the fire of God, for the baptism of fire, the baptism of fire to burn out those thorns and thistles in the heart that continually cause unbelief, disbelief, dishonor, um, all the things that cause one to be apostate. And if you've ever burned a field, um, it comes back greener and so lush when it does begin to grow back. So I believe that when we call for the fire of God to, to just burn the thorns and thistles of our heart and the fallow ground that does not produce belief and love and honor, that it will get burned up. And that is the mercy of our God to bring about fresh and living fruit. Mm. Even though we speak like this, beloved, we are fully convinced that there are more beautiful and excellent things which flow from your salvation. For God, the faithful one, is not unfair. How can he forget the beautiful work you have done for him? He remembers the love you demonstrate as you continually serve his beloved ones for the glory of his name. But we long to see you passionately advance until the end and you find your hope fulfilled. So don't allow your hearts to grow dull or lose your enthusiasm, but follow the example of those who fully received what God has promised because of their strong faith and patient endurance. God's faithful promise. Now when God made a promise to Abraham, since there was no one greater than himself, he swore an oath on his own integrity to keep the promise as sure as God exists. So he said, having no doubt, I promise to bless you over and over and give you a son and multiply you without measure. So Abraham waited patiently in faith and succeeded in seeing the promise fulfilled. It is very common for people to swear an oath by something greater than themselves, for the oath will confirm their statement and end all dispute. So in the same way, God wanted to end all doubt and confirm it even more forcefully to those who would inherit his promises. His purpose was unchangeable, so God added his vow to the promise. So it is impossible for God to lie, for we know that his promise and his vow will never change. And now we have run into his heart to hide ourselves in his faithfulness. This is where we find his strength and comfort, for he empowers us to seize what has already been established ahead of time, an unshakable hope. Wow. And we have this certain hope like a strong, unbreakable anchor, holding our souls to God himself. Our anchor of hope is fastened to the mercy seat in the heavenly realm beyond the sacred threshold. And where Jesus, our forerunner, has gone in before us, he is now and forever our royal priest like Melchizedek. Selah, selah. We have this hope, this anchor of hope fastened to the mercy seat. Shalom and blessings.